Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium on this July 4th weekend. Hopefully, yours is getting off to a good start. Maybe you have some plans for some fireworks later on or some family time with the grill, whatever it may be. Welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about the Rays on and off the field this week. We're going to be talking about the Lightning with a good signing, I think, and also some realignment with NCAA football and some NBA news. Number here is 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com will get you the opportunity to email the show. We'll be right back to kick it off on Power 90.1. Formaggio's Pizzeria, your favorite neighborhood pizzeria. Serving up the best hand-tossed New York-style pizza and absolutely unbeaten Philly cheesesteak outside of New York or Philly. Let Formaggio's take care of dinner tonight with convenient online ordering at Formaggio's.com or call their friendly staff at 813-689-1740. That's 813-689-1744. Formaggio's is family owned and operated. Located at 4356 Lithia Pinecrest Road. Tell them Power 90.1 sent you and get 10% off your carryout order. Check out the full menu at formaggios.com. F-O-R-M-A-G-G-I-O-S.com. Formaggio's Pizzeria. It's what's cooking for dinner. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Although the lightning did not get to raise the cup this year. I do think that they had a stupendous year as far as getting as far as they did. Don't forget, if you look at the whole playoffs, when the first game of a series is on the road, you're not expected to win that series. Well, we know that the Lightning defied those odds, getting past um, Carolina, Florida, the Rangers, and we uh, had a great series against the Avalanche. Congratulations to the Avalanche. They played great hockey. They deserve to win. And uh, the Lightning will be back. Don't forget, this time of year, everyone's banged up, no doubt. But when you have a team like the Lightning, where the day after the season's over, uh, 30% of your team is having surgery, it says something about the mentality and the desire that this team has. Now, you know about Braden Point came out that he had a significant quad tear in his leg. He was hurt in game seven in the first round against the Leafs, missed 10 games. Uh, if you remember, he tried to come back, but uh, he was only a shell of himself and really uh, couldn't play. Then you had Kucherov. Now, he has sprained MCL during the final. If you remember that check from Devin Tolles in that game three, uh, he went into the boards. You knew he was hurt. So uh, he still played, had a goal and three assists in the finals. Bellamere had a, an MCL injury. Hagel took a puck off the foot, suffered a fracture in the second round. McDonough mangled finger. Uh, there was injured in the Rangers series. Sorelli. Uh, Corey Perry, Nick Paul hurt their shoulders against the Rangers. Sorelli dislocated the other shoulder. In the final, Paul had a sprained MCL against the Avs. So like I said, uh, no excuses. Everyone's injured by that time of year, but it just seems that the amount of injuries that the 
Lightning had in the last couple rounds were just uh, too significant to overcome. Again, hats off to these to the players. When you're throwing your body in front of a hundred mile an hour frozen puck, it's just not a natural reaction for any athlete. But these guys do it. Not just on the Lightning, but on all the teams that are uh, in in the finals in the playoffs. So, again, I think uh, we did hear that. Nick Paul signed a seven-year deal, $22 million, uh, yesterday. So uh, we're going to be having him for a, a while. Great news with that. I think that he's going to be someone that uh, is definitely going to help the Lightning over the next several years. So it's going to be interesting. Every time the season's over, there's always some maneuvering you know, with, the, with the salary cap, with who's getting traded and what's going on. You'll see some different faces next year, no doubt, when the season starts, or later this year, I should say, when the season starts. But as far as the nucleus of the team, I think we're going to still uh, recognize the star players that we have uh, when the season starts, and they'll be healthy. Uh, they'll heal over the summer and come out and be ready to play. So again, congratulations to the whole organization, which uh, if you look at different uh, media, the Lightning have the best well-run organization, not just in hockey, but in all of sports. So they do it right from the top all the way down. And um, the fan base is just unbelievable. The support that they had for the team during the last three years has been you know, off the charts. We have the attendance record, I think three or four years running now. So we'll be back. We'll be back next year. Again, great season. And uh, we'll be right back to talk about the Rays and what they're doing on the field as opposed to what they're not doing and some off-field news with them as well. If you want to email the show, jimmybsports.com or you can call at 877-448-7901. We'll be right back. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000 now, now back to the show back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1 Welcome back sports fans if it's July it must mean two things number one we have July 4th this weekend obviously which is one of my favorite holidays I really enjoy uh, July 4th the patriotism and everything that stands for one of my favorite holidays, like I mentioned, along with Thanksgiving. But the other thing that it must mean is that Bobby Bonilla is going to get paid. Every July 1st, the contract that Bobby Bonilla had with the Mets, he is able to get a check for $1,193,248.20 from the Mets. That's every July 1st from 2011 through 2035. <laughs> so happy Bobby Bonilla weekend. Because of baseball salary structure, that's how he was able to you know, get this annual payday. And if you remember... 
back in, he hasn't played a game, I don't think, since 1999. But in 2000, the Mets agreed to buy out the remaining contract of his, which was about just under $6 million, I think $5.9. But instead of paying Bonilla the $5.9 million at the time, the Mets agreed to make annual payments of the uh, uh, aforementioned amount, July, uh, $1.2 million, for 25 years, including a negotiated 8% interest. So for the next, for, for, for 25 years, he's getting 1.1 million every July 1st. So, you know, if you remember the mess ownership at that time, they were invested in one of those Bernie Madoff accounts that promised uh, double-digit returns and uh, they are going to make a big profit, yada, yada, yada. But anyway, long story short is that Bobby Bonilla gets paid again and he's 59 right now so he'll be getting that check every year until he's uh, uh, 72 years old by my math so and he's not the only one I mean there's other people Brett Saberhagen he's getting 250,000 a year from the Mets for 25 years that began in 2004 um, Scherzer Matt Scherzer is getting 105 million from the Nationals that's going to be paid out through 2028. Manny Ramirez, who played for the Red Sox, is getting 24 million plus uh, through 2026. Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, is going to get almost four million from the Reds every year through 2024 uh, as a deferral from his nine-year. $116 million contract that he signed in 2020. Uh, who else? Todd Helton, I think. He's getting $1.3 million from the Rockies every year. So it's not just uh, it's not just Bobby Bonilla, but he's the most famous one. And he, he worked out one heck of a deal. If you can ever take an opportunity and get that, jump all over it. So uh, talking about the Rays and baseball right now, as we go into the weekend... The, the Rays are playing Toronto. They have a five-game series. Right now, we're 15 and a half games back, 40 and 36. We're out of the wild card picture uh, as of, I think, Wednesday with the loss. We've just been playing very pathetic baseball, to put it mildly. Uh, we're losing games uh, that we shouldn't be losing. And in the past, we were winning the close games. I think we've lost like 14 out of 25 games by less than two runs. Those were games in the past that we'd be able to go out there and find a way to capitalize on, whether it be our relief pitching, our defense, or something to go out there and you know, take a win away that was uh, a game up in the air. Now, those same games, we're going out there and finding ways to lose. Yesterday, we lost 9-2 to two again to Toronto. Um, the day before that, we lost 4-1. to one. We're not scoring any runs. Franco's back now. You can't expect him to, you know, jump right back into where he was before he got hurt. He is hitting the ball hard. Unfortunately, more times than not, it's been at people since he came back this week. Um, other than that, you have Kiermaier coming back. And people say, well, well Kiermaier doesn't really you know, have a big stick. Well, compared to some other people on this team right now, uh, it's better than what other people are doing. You are hard-pressed. If, um, if your name isn't Isaac Paredes, 
you're not really uh, getting any headlines for setting any records hitting the ball on this team. Uh, it, it, like I said, Diaz batting average 271. Um, G-Man Choi is one of the better hitters on this team right now. He had a couple hits yesterday, 262 average, I think six home runs. But aside from those guys, no, you can throw Ramirez in there, I guess, if you want. But so many times, the bottom four in our lineup, I mean, they're, they're, they're not even hitting the Mendoza line. They're all under you know, 200 batting percentage. You're not going to win games that way. Um, you just, you're just not. I mean, this competition is, is too good in Major League Baseball right now to be able to go out there and not have... Uh, any production at all from over a third of your lineup. Is it going to change? I, I don't know. We're not going to have uh, Marco back for the season, so you can write him off. Um, talk about Brandon Lau. I, I don't know. Is he going to be able to come back? And he's supposed to be. Uh, we'll see what happens when he does. We definitely miss his run production. We still miss the run production of Austin Meadows that's not here. So you can't look in the rearview mirror, I suppose, but looking at what it is right now on the field, they're not, you know, anything even you know, even fun to watch. Let me, let me say that. In past years, Rays would lose some games, but they're a fun team to watch. As of right now, I don't even find them fun to go ahead and watch. I'll watch them, obviously, but it's tough to... Um, a tough team to follow and one of the things that's most aggravating to me as a fan are some of the managerial calls that you know, Cash and his staff are making out there um, you have Shane Baz the other day you now great game he's throwing we're we're losing one nothing uh, top of the sixth inning he has two outs one guy on and they, they pull him Cash pulls him th- puts in Whistler and you know, next batter, two-run home run. We're losing. Batter after that, ground rule double. Batter after that, two-run home run. Single after that. So, you know, you, you, when you play this analytics game, you know, just have just have robots out there. You know, saying about the robots, you no. Know, as of 2024, Manfred, the commissioner, is saying you're going to have uh, computerized balls and strikes. You're not going to have umpires calling the game back there for balls and strikes. That's where it's all going to. It's taking the, it's taking all the fun out of the game, in my opinion. When you have to look at a computer to tell you what to do in a game time situation, I question who's making the, the, the calls. Why, why have a manager? Where's the human effect that goes into managing? Whether it be, you know, how's that player doing that day? Or what's going on with, you know, it, it, maybe he got hurt and you don't really know it. Or maybe something's going on with his family that you just don't know. So there's things that come into play before you pull someone. They pulled Paredes the other day. I, I totally, and this was all this week. Fifth inning, they're playing. They pinch hit Paredes because of a matchup that analytics told them to pull in the fifth inning. So you're, you're looking at one at-bat and you're pulling a guy who's one of the hottest hitters in all of baseball, not to mention the hottest hitter on your team, batting in the number three slot. You pull him for whomever. It was Josh, it was Josh Lowe, but it doesn't matter for who. The, obviously, it doesn't work out in that situation, but in the fifth inning, we're going to have 
that at bat at least at least two more times, maybe three. And sure enough, bottom of the ninth, we're down and we have two on, two outs where Paredes would have been up. Now, who's saying what he would have done? Nothing's guaranteed, but it's surely better than what did happen. So, uh, again, I don't know what uh, Cash is doing. I wish sometimes that someone would take his computer away from him for a couple weeks and see what happens at that point. But something, something needs to change with the Rays quickly. Either they bring up some players or get some players or, you know, find a way to maybe uh, look forward to next season somehow and, 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 and free up some cash. So that's what's going on on the field for the Rays. Not a lot of good things to report, unfortunately. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some things off the field for the Rays. Again, the number is 877-448-7901. Sports and Power 901. Let me know your thoughts on the Rays. We'll be right back. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. Well, maybe I am. If you're buying a diamond ring for your wife, it's not cool to be cheap. If you're buying airline tickets, oh, it's very cool to be cheap and called Trip Amigo, where you can fly anywhere in the world and save up to 75% on over 500 airlines and 300,000 hotels, plus rental cars and vacation packages. Visit family, friends, or go on a once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Go ahead, be cheap. We have special fares we're not allowed to publish. When you book your airline reservations with Trip Amigo, you'll spend your travel money when you get there, not by getting there. Call Trip Amigo now and mention the travel code AMIGO and save even more. Call Trip Amigo now. 800-908-1833. 800-908-1833. That's 800-908-1833. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Staying on the Rays, I don't know what's harder to watch. A press conference with... um, the Rays organization and St. Pete and Tampa talking about the state of the search for a baseball stadium or watching Brett Phillips pitch yesterday in the eighth inning. Having to bring him in really sums up the season, I think, in a nutshell, what's going on. So earlier this week, if, you, if you're staying up to date with everything, the mayor of St. Pete re- reopening talks about the future of the Tropicana Field site where the Rays play their home games now. Um, as you know, that whole thing down there is a it's a failed site, uh, quite simply, not mincing any words. It, it doesn't work. It hasn't worked since they got there in, I think it was 1998. So now, after a couple years of going back and forth, and now they're saying that the two proposals, the previous proposals for the 86-acre downtown location are being scrapped, and a new round of plans to be solicited beginning in mid-August. So... You know, he's out there saying all the right things about it's going to make a priority of including such things as affordable housing and greater job opportunities and all that. So he says the goal is to choose a new redevelopment plan by the year's end. So if you've been following the lease for the raise in the Tropicana field is up in 2027. Major League Baseball, Commissioner Manfred is really pushing the Rays organization to make a decision as to far as, as where they're going to be. Um, what 
is irritating to me is that Major League Baseball has already pretty much said that it's not going to work in St. Pete because they don't have the demographics in that area right now. Major League Baseball wants uh, like 1.25 million density population for a stadium. They don't have that in St. Pete right now. They only have about 700,000. The plan of, of looking at Ybor City, which is all we've heard about for the last you know several months about it being built down there. Um, and again, Duray's organization, they're not committing to anywhere in any, you know, any place or anyone. Because what's going on, quite frankly, is that Stu Sternberg has his hands full with his partners, minority partners, filing lawsuits against them every other month for one reason or the other. But he's playing one county against the other county, playing both ends to the middle. So he's playing Tampa against St. Pete, seeing what he can you know, get to pay the most for, obviously. Is it a good business decision? Yeah, I guess. Is it best for what's going on for the, for the fans in the area? No, not at all. So now, all of a sudden, if you listen to the show, I've said so many times that I thought the best location for the stadium was up in the fairgrounds. Next by the casino up there. Tie it in, build a sports complex up there, a sports entertainment complex. Let the Seminole be the um, the big name sponsor. Let them pay $25, $30 million a year for those rights. Have it tied into the casino and everything else. It's right off the I-4 corridor, off of I-75. It's pretty centrally located. And that's where I thought it should be before this Ybor City came up and everything else. Well, now they're saying that that might be a possibility and they're re-looking at making it work there as opposed to Ybor. Now, I'm not sure what happened in Ybor. I don't know if they did not have enough land. Um, I'm not sure if they felt that the city wouldn't be able to um, give them what they're looking for. Pretty much, it's, it's if it's going to work, it's going to be a 50-50 split between Sternberg and the county or the city, who's ever going ahead and funding this. So we're pretty much looking at a $600 million nut from the county um, and then 600 from Sternberg and the Rays to make a stadium work. The issue is, is that we're running out of time. Major League Baseball wants to know where it's going to be. And they're putting some pressure on the Rays, like I mentioned. So kind of back to square one, if you listen to the press conference there with the mayor of St. Pete. Don't forget, they tried about having the uh, sister plan up in Montreal until Major League Baseball says, now that's pretty much a dumb idea. That's not going to work. Don't even think about that. So, you know, um, the former mayor there, Kreisman, he, uh, he chose the Midtown plan just before he left office, and the mayor before him had ideas as well. So they're going two or three back as far as that goes. Like I said, the Rays are just stringing them along, trying to find out what the best scenario is. And do I think they'll just get up and move the team? I don't rule that out, honestly. And as a sports fan, I would hate to see the team leave the area. Uh, I don't know why they won't come out and say, listen, it does not work where it is right now. It hasn't worked. It's not going to work. You put a great product on the field many times. You've done more with less, more so than any other team in baseball. So 
again, we don't want to see the team leave. And I just get a feeling right now with the complacency of the Rays not really getting involved and saying, we want to be here, let's make it work, let's make a deal. I'm thinking that they don't really care if they move or not. Maybe they'll go to Nashville. Maybe they'll go to Charlotte, whatever. Oakland might be going to Vegas. We'll see what happens. But I think that if the people in this area really want to keep the Rays around, they need to start speaking up and going to some meetings and putting some pressure on the Rays to be able to go out there and make a plan. Um, who knows? Maybe that's playing on the Rays players as well. They've been hearing this for so many years right now that you know, they get to the point where it gets a little bit of a little frustrating playing at home in front of you know eight, nine, ten thousand fans when you go on the road and you're playing in front of sometimes eighteen, nineteen, twenty thousand plus fans. So from a player standpoint, they want they want you in those seats. They want you cheering them and having them their backs. I can understand that. People say put the stadium downtown. It works for the Lightning, and you know a baseball stadium should be where people can, you know, ride your bike to if you have to, or it takes a mass transit. And yeah, if it works, it works. But uh, as of right now, it's not working. So go to the next plan and try to make it work. Again, I'd love to hear your comments on this. Been going back and forth for a while on this subject, and for as aggravating as this team is right now on the field, it's even more nerve-wracking to me hearing what's going on off the field with all these entities. I know business is business. It's going to come down to the almighty dollar uh, one way or the other, but we do need to, uh, I think, put a little pressure as fans on the organization, on getting something done. Again, we'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. We've lost, I think, 11 out of 16 games, 12 out of 16 games. Um... I don't want to see Phillips pitching anymore. <laughs> so the, the great manager that knows how to make all the decisions, I'd like to know what analytics says about having your center fielder come in to uh, pitch, what that says about your game plan. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Are you in bad pain? You know what I mean. Your knees hurt. Your shoulder hurts. Your elbow and back are constantly killing you. And I'm sure you've tried every pain pill or cream available at the drugstore. Am I right? Well, here's something you haven't tried. Pain Magic. Pain Magic is not available at any drugstore. The only place you can get it is by calling the special toll-free number I'm about to give you. And to make things even better, call right now and find out about our buy one, get one free offer. We're so confident it'll work for you that we offer a free bottle with your purchase. No prescription required. Call now to learn how you can get pain magic and get rid of your pain. Remember, your results may vary. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. Now, Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. And the hits just keep on coming this week. How about the NCAA with the decision of UC? CLA and USC leaving the Pac-12 and joining the Big Ten. 
That comes on the heels of uh, last year's decision when you had Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12 going to the SEC. So it's whatever happened, one of the things about college football that was always appealing to me, especially watching the football season, was the rivalries. You know, when you had the... Yeah, I'm going way back to the Penn State Pitt rivalries, the USC UCLA. You had Ohio State Michigan. You had those are all the things that make the college horizon to me. Looking forward to the season appealing. Now you're going to have a couple super conferences. Of course, you're going to have the Big Ten, which I think has uh, what 14 teams now in the uh, SEC is going to have 16 teams. Um, anyway, it, it's going to come down to two or three conferences. The rest of them are going to wait and see what happens. You know, you have the uh, ACC just waiting to see what's going on. Um, you talk about what's going to happen with Florida State. They're in limbo right now. What's going to happen with them? You're talking about you know, Miami maybe. How about USF locally? Are they going to jump ship and go to one of these other conferences? It's all coming down to money that these uh, conferences can make. When you have teams from the West Coast, about as far west as you can go, coming to the Big Ten to play, I mean, can you imagine? It's a 3,000-mile trip go out there back-to-back weeks. you got the people in Southern California, the SoCal players coming to play in East Lansing, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Penn State up there in, you know, in, in November and December. It's going to be a rude awakening, I think, for some of, the, some of these teams. But nonetheless, that's what they want to do. And um, they're all gravitating towards West what's best for the own individual teams and you know when you talk about it it would be so easy to just realign things and make it you know where it's geographically specific the way it used to be and be able to you can get some divisions and maybe have a division winner and you're going to have you know pretty soon you're going to have you know two conferences with 30 teams each and you know all the other teams will be playing for a sub a subtitle of national championship so that I find that frustrating as well as a sports fan um, I know that as times change you're going to have different things come into play and this is obviously one of them so I would love to hear your comments on that 877 877- Four four eight seven nine zero one, or if you want to go to jimmybsports.com you can email me let me know your thoughts on the realignment what I just mentioned about UCLA and USC that won't happen to the 2024 season so you can still enjoy um, some of the rivalries this, this year uh, NBA you've been watching the uh, trade deadlines what's going on the, the free agency the last couple of days in the NBA. How about Kevin Durant all of a sudden drops a bombshell saying he wants to be traded from the New Jersey Nets. Talk about, you know, talk about the failed stadium, Tropicana. Uh, how about the failed threesome of Kyrie Irving, Durant, and James Harden uh, that they put together I think it was exactly three three years ago yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Everyone was saying, oh, they're going to win the championship for the 
for the uh, foreseeable future with those three players together. And, you know, you have Harden, who just didn't want to be there. He went to the Sixers. He just turned down a $47 million one-year option to restructure his contract because he finally figured it out that it's more important to get uh, a championship than to keep jumping from one team to the next to be able to uh, just appease yourself. And you know, some of these players just want to get the bag and, and that's it. They don't care about the chip. So, uh, you know, Harden was probably the smartest of all of them. Now you have Durant saying that uh, he wants to get traded to maybe Phoenix or Miami. Now, both those teams were number one seeds in the playoffs uh, a couple months ago. So it's kind of ironic right now where you had the players calling all the shots in the NBA of what they want to do. He still has years left on his contract. He signed a contract. I think he's getting 40-something million a year. And he's saying all of a sudden, no, nope, I'm done. I, I want to go. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if and where. I mean, the Nets don't have to trade him. Uh, you know, they can make it where he's, he's got to stay there. I don't know if that would be to their benefit or not. Obviously, if he's unhappy there, he probably should go someplace else. But um, he's there with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, uh, the day before, I believe, was going to accept um, an option on his contract. So it was a surprise to everybody uh, that Durant made that announcement. But talk about those three and that team. They were poised to do all these great things. In three years, do you know how many games they played together? 16. 16 games in three years for the the big experiment that was going to take place. So, hey, if Durant would have stayed at Golden State, they would have probably won five titles by now in a row. So uh, it'll be interesting. A lot of trades uh, that happen. We're going to break them down more next week on the show and uh, talk about you know, Rudy Gobert. He's got traded from Utah over to Minnesota for four number one picks, which I don't understand that either. I have to look into that more and find out um, all the nuances with that. So it's been a crazy week as far as that goes. Uh, of course, you have Wimbledon. Uh, guess who was the all-time ace leader in tennis tour history? John Eisner. That's a good trivia question for you and your friends when you're out. Wimbledon's going on. Djokovic is winning. Nadal's winning. Um, we're going to see what happens with them in the next couple rounds. They're both in the quarterfinals, I believe, right now. Uh, I find that when you have a top player in the world, Medvedev uh, is not invited to play because he's in a country named Russia. Uh, like he has anything to do with what that country's doing. I find it a uh, shame that he can't play in Wimbledon. They're banning out all the Belarusian and all the Russian players from Wimbledon, which I think is wrong. So um, that was tennis, golf. You have things going on. We're going to be talking about the LIV tour. Um, they're playing this weekend. And we're going to break that down for you more. A couple more people jumped ship and went over there. Are they going to be able to play in the Ryder Cup? Um, some news on that as well. So unfortunately, guys, that's all the time we have. It always goes by too quick. Like I said, hope everyone's having a great Fourth uh, of July weekend. Uh, be safe no matter what you're doing. Stay vigilant. And above all, stay positive. Positive that the Rays are going to turn some things around here 
and uh, get back to their winning race. We'll talk to you next week on the Jimmy B Sports Show. Have a great weekend.